Charlotte Gundry, do we have you there? I'm I'm here, Jill. How are you this morning? Wonderful. Well, thank you. So a little bit of miscommunication there. Uh, Charlotte, so you're going to uh, give us all the news about the Orange Wine Festival that's coming up. Um, so I'm going to hand over to you to take it away. Sure. Um, uh, well, thank you very much for having me. Firstly, um, we actually our Orange Wine Show starts this week on Wednesday morning. So there's a hive of activity here in the region. So the judging will take place uh, this week with the trophies being announced at an award show lunch uh, in 10 days or so. So that basically sets the scene for our Orange Wine Festival or Wine Month. We, we're going to be opening the festival with a um, the Orange Wine Festival Night Market, which is a really great celebration that we've really established here in our region as a way of many, usually many thousands of people coming together for a night market in a central location in the Orange um, City uh, in Robinson Park. And yeah, pre-COVID, we used to get five or 6,000 people. So we're hoping that this year we can kind of, I guess, get back to a little bit of normality um, with with events and people being willing and wanting to come out. Oh, I think we've lost Charlotte. You've lost me? Oh, there we go. No, you got, you're back, you're back. You're okay. Back. <laughs> yeah, so we use that night market as a way of really um, opening the festival and setting the scene. Um, and we've got a full program of events across the whole month of October. Uh, we give all the regions, restaurants, cafes, cellar doors, our galleries an opportunity to host an event across the month. Um, and yeah, so it, and actually October's being a weekend of five, it has five weekends in it this year. So we've got lots of different activities on lots of different weekends and therefore giving more people and more visitors an opportunity to come to our region at a really beautiful time of year. Yeah. Orange is a really seasonal place. So we've got lots of spring blossom and the cherry blossoms come out later in October. Um, so it really is a very special time of year and obviously bud burst in the vineyard, which is all about renewal and, and preparing for the next vintage. Oh, um, look, it, it, as you say, it is a very special time. It's a, it makes complete sense why it would be held now. Those cherry blossoms, they don't last that long, do they? They've got like a shelf life of something like three weeks max. Is, uh, I'm not sure if that's still the same, but where, from, where I'm from in Tamworth it is. And they are so beautiful and you need mm. to take advantage of that beautiful beautiful time and orange itself is so is so scenic and it is gorgeous but it's very very cold in winter and it's very very hot in summer so you get oh, that actually, perfect beginning oh actually it, it's not a hot place in summer yes we've had hot summers but um that's actually the beauty of orange is we get um especially for viticultural we get that relatively mild summer because we've got this high altitude um, we just don't get the the heat that even 30 kilometres west gets, um, you know, towards Molong and out towards Wellington and Dubbo. We just don't mm. tend to get as much of that heat. Back in those drought years, you know, 2018 and 2019, yes, we did get some hot days and probably set some pretty good records, like most places with, you know, the effects of climate change. But we get these cold winters, usually snow, but summers in general are probably in, in Australian terms, probably considered fairly mild. Well, okay. So on that basis, um, you know, we've had a few people from, so just to move away from the actual uh, event itself for a bit, we know, 
something like Prunty and Philip Shaw, I mean, so many of the wineries there are, are very well known around Australia and, and I'm sure internationally as well. We've had Dave Swift on and Daniel Shaw um, recently. The sparkling that are, are produced in orange are just world class. I mean, it's and, and the beautiful Chardonnays that the lower alcohol style type of wines, they're um they're just beautiful, those cool climate wines. So can you tell us a little bit about it as a wine region, uh, like generically? Sure. So Orange is um, uh, one of, I think, if not the only region in the world that is um, its defining factor is altitude. So every vineyard um, who has a wine brand who wants to put Orange as a wine region on their label has to be domiciled above 600 metres above altitude. And it's quite a specific kind of fairly random looking shape on a map, um, mm. but it is the whole designation is around altitude. And so some of the vineyards, rate, you know, straddle some of those areas and they produce some um, interesting Italian varietals and, and some yeah. um, more Bordeaux style. But then as you climb the mountain, which is this very significant uh, old volcano in um, just outside of the Orange Town Centre, it's about 1,400 metres above sea level. It's a very important communications point for the region as well because it's very high um, by Australian standards of course yes um, yeah. but there is a vineyard that I just found out about um, that's being managed by a guy called Will Ricard Bell and he um, um, that vineyard is about a thousand and seventy meters and and in uh, Printy, as you mentioned before, they also um, have a vineyard around that mark as well, and they're producing some great um, Pinot Noir and um, Chardonnay for for their sparkling in particular. And that has, for Printy, certainly become a significant focus of yes. of their product line. But in saying that, as you kind of step down the mountain, around the 900 metres, 800 metres, you've got um, producers like you know Ross Hill and Philip Shaw and Swinging, and then smaller boutique products like Nashdale Lane and they're all doing interesting things with their own elevation and, and one of the key kind of components that we're really trying to promote is that diversity and that celebration in those different elevations when it comes to variety and, and style. Um, some varieties do very well at most eleva elevations but Others probably don't. So, like for instance, yeah. we're not going to be ripening Cabernet at nine, you know, thousand meters here in Orange. It's going to be very <laughs> no, you you're might not. Be picking it in June. Um, so, I don't know if that sounds a bit complex, but that's kind of Orange in a nutshell: diversity in elevation, diversity in varietals, and but at the moment, some significant quality being shown in that Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, sparkling, and 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 some Shiraz actually. So, yeah, that's kind of our strengths at the moment. And it's also uh, becoming quite a gastro, actually, it has been quite a gastro hub for quite a long time. I know a lot of Sydney ciders, you know, flock there on weekends to um, go to uh, some of those specific uh, restaurants. Yeah, absolutely. I think Orange has been a kind of mecca for good dining for probably 20 years. Um, the wine industry is, I guess, relatively young, mid-80s. Um, um, but some of those, you know, well-known restaurants that established themselves back in the late 90s, early 2000s are places like Lolly Radini and Selkirk's, which is no longer open anymore, but was run by Michael Manners as a two-hat restaurant for yes. many years. And then Tonic out at 
Millthorpe, and then you've got some new sort of more newcomers like Chard um, Kitchen and Bar, who are really great ambassadors for the region's wines and do an amazing job. And look, there's we're actually very lucky. I grew up in another regional town in New South Wales, and the depth and breadth of dining choices and gastro, you know, gastronomy, and is is really quite extraordinary. And you know, we have a population of about forty two thousand people here, so we've got a yeah. Um, a good culture around eating out and um, a fairly dynamic, um, you know, community really that supports good food and good wine, which is what you need. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I can only imagine that's exactly uh, what makes the uh, the Orange Wine Festival such a success. How many years has it been running? Um, I think there's a bit of a grey area around this because um, obviously oranges are quite a young region, but they pretty much started having a, a small weekend festival in the late 90s, I think 98, 99, mm -hmm. around their wine show. But the modern form, I guess, like the more festival sort of style approach with more activities and night markets was about 2005, 2006. Right. So really in the last 15 or so years, um, there's really been a, this big push around inviting people to the region and showcasing what we've got in a specific time frame. But then the key part of that has always been to make sure people know that, yes, there's a festival on, but we are here 365 days of the year and come yeah. and visit us whenever. And our proximity to Sydney and Canberra obviously makes us a fairly achievable weekend trip and um, and a bit of there's quite a good journey along the way. People can stop in the Blue Mountains and Bathurst. So it's it's become kind of a bit of a, um, you know, oh, well, I guess COVID was the thing that really um, accelerated that out, out of Sydney tourism because they couldn't, people couldn't go overseas or they couldn't even go mm -hmm. out of the state, but they could definitely come to places like, Orange and Mudgee and the Hunter and Canberra and the South Coast and um, and did they come? It was just extraordinary. Um, yes. The level of visitation that we got in that period when they people couldn't travel. So that's been a really um, good thing for businesses here in the region. Um, and, you know, I, th I think it's really set the scene for a lot of expansion. A lot of the cellar doors have been able to you know, step outside their comfort zone of just doing traditional tastings and offering really unique, um, you know, experiences and, um, uh, you know, matched food sort of flights and, um, you know, things that 15, 20 years ago you probably just didn't see in a cellar door. And now these days those sort of experiences are pretty standard and if you're not offering them, then you're probably missing an opportunity because that's what the consumer seems to be wanting. A hundred percent. And look, your region's just going from strength to strength now that uh, now that everything's opened up again. So mm. I'm looking forward to hearing that uh, well, you're reporting back on an extremely successful uh, wine festival coming up starting next week. And mm. so, yes, everyone get along. Anyone in New South Wales, and even if you're not, definitely worth a visit. Some of the amazing masterclasses, the wines you'll taste, meeting the winemakers, the dinners, it, it'll just, it'll definitely be worth it. So, uh, Charlotte, thank you so much for uh, for joining us, giving us a bit of an overview. We'll um we'll keep up, we'll keep spruiking it, and uh, good luck for a fantastic event. Thank you so much for your time and inviting me on. And if people want more information, they can just visit our west website, orangewinefestival.com.au, or go onto orange360.com.au. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Charlotte. Good luck with it. Thank you very much, Jill. Have a good weekend, everyone. You Bye. too. That was Charlotte Gundry, Orange Wine Festival.